doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. What time of the year is it, Tom? Rookie time. It's rookie time. It's NFL draft time. It's time we're going to start doing mocks. I, I can feel oh. it. It's that time of the offseason. <laughs> it's way too early, but hey, let's do it anyway. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, we're going we're gonna to do it. But... Before we get into all that, we've got some news. Uh, there's been some blockbuster trades already happening. The Dolphins traded the number three overall pick to yep. the San Francisco 49ers. And in return, the Dolphins got the number 12 pick, a 2021 third round pick, which was San Francisco's comp pick for the Robert Sala hiring. And first round picks in 22 and 23. That is yep. insane. Yep. And the Dolphins were not done yet just uh, it was was minutes i swear to god it was minutes after seeing that getting a couple people to send me a message and oh my god did you see the trade and then all of a sudden i saw something about the eagles trading a pick i'm like what's going (laughs) on and the eagles traded with the dolphins uh so miami traded back up from 12 to 6 and they got the six overall pick and the 156 overall pick which is a fifth rounder from the eagles the Eagles got the 12 pick, who had just gotten from the Niners. <laughs> a The number 123, which is a fourth-round pick, yep. and a 2022 first-round pick, which I believe is Miami's pick, not San Francisco's pick, which, whatever. We moved back six spots. We probably would have taken somebody we didn't need need at number mm-hmm. six like somebody we may talk about today somebody like jamar chase perhaps possibly um but overall i think it was a really good deal for both the dolphins and the eagles i don't know what you think i think the 49ers gave up too much the 49ers just didn't where they weren't smart on this but the dolphins just continue to use their picks to their advantage every single time. The last few years, they have really done well with that. The Eagles did perfectly fine as well, but what sticks out to me is just the Dolphins just continue to get more picks, more picks, more picks, and then when they are valuable, they sell them off to get more picks, more picks, more picks. I mean, that's just smart football knowledge. I mean, it's just it makes sense. That number three guy or whatever it is they were going to have isn't – as important as the other guys that they're going to get from that trade. Right. And, and like you said, they, they had so many picks to work with that they can play that game and yep. sell off to yep. whoever is buying. Uh, and with that in mind, here, here are some reminders. And this is going to change some more. But with the draft just under a month away now, mm-hmm. uh, the Eagles have the most picks in this draft. So they could easily move up again, maybe into the first round again. Uh, maybe, you know, from the fifth to the third, you know, something of that nature. They've got enough picks. I think to it's going to be all during the draft as well. Right. I right. think because they have so many picks, somebody, somebody's going to fall that somebody wants, and they're not going to, they're not going to want to wait. And so the Eagles are going to say, here, take this. Here you go. And then they're going to get a couple more picks back. Or the Eagles are going to say, you know what, that's somebody we really want, and he's fallen. We're going to trade a couple of our picks to go up there. And then 
it might very well happen. Uh, it, it's never a bad thing no. to have a lot of picks in the in the NFL draft. What is a bad thing is having hardly any picks, and the fewest <laughs> picks goes to the Seahawks with mm. three. Yeah, well, they gave us some. so That's true. <laughs> the most top 100 picks, so basically the first three rounds, maybe not even the full first three rounds with comp picks and everything, uh, three teams are tied with five in the top 100, mm-hmm. which are the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Jets. Yay! So lots to look forward to. Oh, yeah, that. for sure, for sure. Um, then there are teams with multiple number ones. The Jaguars have the first and the 25th pick. The Jets have the second and the 23rd pick. Yep. The Dolphins now have six and 18. And there are three teams without a first round pick. We all know the Rams won't have one until like 2042. <laughs> uh, the Texans and the Seahawks. None of those teams have a first round pick. Mm-hmm. So, and the Texans are not in good position. They are not. They are all. just in a bad, bad spot. They, I mean, it's just a cherry on top of their agony to say, "Hey, you don't get a first round pick this year." <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yes, um, it is. I just wanted to remind everybody about one of the biggest draft busts this century. Since we will be talking about wide receivers here in a minute, (laughs) I just wanted to say that the Chicago Bears selected Kevin White (laughs) with the seventh overall pick in the 2015 NFL draft. We we were there for him. We were rooting him on, but it just didn't happen. Uh, So sorry that Kevin White did that to you, Bears fans, Mm -hmm. but... There were signs, and the the Bears really just hoped that they were wrong, and guess what? They they were not wrong, No, unfortunately. Uh, there are some other guys out there that we've put some harsh judgment on so far in their short NFL career, but there are guys that still have their backs. One of those guys is John Mara. He thinks that Daniel Jones looks like a Super Bowl quarterback. And, quote, <laughs> I can say that without any hesitation. What? I can't say that without <laughs> hesitation. I mean, I might be able to say it, but I'm going to be like, yeah, I mean, I think maybe he could, you know, possibly with a good defense around him and uh, some really good wide receivers and really good running backs. And maybe if everybody else is Hall of Famers, he can definitely. Win the Super Bowl. He looks like a Super Bowl quarterback (laughs) if he has MVPs all around him. (laughs) Right. Yes, that is exactly it. Uh, Just a couple more things before we get into our wide receiver rookies. One of those is (laughs) I found this stat very funny. Um, Wins from Buffalo teams since February 1st, 2020. The Bills have 15. That's, you know, basically a season plus the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Savers have 14. That's not good. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> not good at all. Uh, neither one of us are big eh, hockey fans. But no. I know 14 games is not a lot of games no, to win No, there's hockey. quite a few games played there. <laughs> uh, and to, <laughs> we're going to bring up Tom's ESP uh, uh, one more time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> because David Johnson thinks the Texans running back committee is great. For the new 17-game season. He's probably right. He is. He's probably right about it. It screws my ESP still, but yes. I think he's right about that. Yes, and of course now I don't have it up here, but the 17 game, 17th game of the season 
Uh, they've all been announced, and uh, I know there's like Packers versus Chiefs, and they're going to try and get some yeah. good ones in there. But best game of the season, best game of the season, yeah. uh, at least for us. <laughs> the Eagles. Dude, if it means anything, if it means anything at all, one of the teams. Yes, if it means anything to the Eagles or the Jets for that seventeenth game, <laughs> it will be a good one. Yeah. But yes, we are playing each other one more time for whatever reason, probably because we finished last in our division yeah something like that and all that good stuff so you know it is what it is um and then there's one more bit of news he's not a rookie he is a wide receiver and he is now very much more rich than he was before tyler lockett just got a new four-year 69.2 million dollar contract extension including 37 million guaranteed Tyler Lockett's good. Yep. I mean, if you're going to do it with anybody on the team, I mean, well, there's multiple other guys on that team you could do it with, but he's one of the guys for Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, And and before we get into uh, the rookie wide receivers, I I know we've talked about this in the past from the opposite perspective, um, but a stat just came out that made me think. This is a percentage of passing yards that came before the catch, or, you know, your air yards uh, for Ohio State quarterbacks because we've all been seeing the videos, you know, Justin Fields launching a yeah. off-balance, you know, behind-the-back whatever kind of pass down the field. So it, it got me thinking. We had those conversations with some of these quarterbacks came out that had a lot of dump-off passes. So you're like, is it them or is it their wide receivers that are getting all the yards after the catch? Well, this one for the quarterbacks is air yards. So they're just, they're chucking it down there. And Justin Fields had 70% of his passing yards uh, came before the catch. So <laughs> just a little food for thought. Yeah. He was chucking it down there. Yeah. He was not, uh, we're not playing this small ball crap with Justin Fields. So I'm kind of guessing that that's where the 49ers are going to go. That's why they traded up to number three. I think they like Justin Fields. Don't quote me on that yet, but that was my initial thought. And this is just- this is this is when the Jets need to start talking up <laughs> Justin Fields. You know, well, we're really looking at him right. big time. So that way they can trade up everything to get the guy get like the Bears did. Pick, yes. <laughs> so anyway, this was 2020 Justin Fields had 70%. 2019 Justin Fields had 72%. Dwayne Haskins had 51% in 2018 wow. and JT Barrett in 2017 had 48%. So Ohio State kind of flipped the script yeah, there they did. and uh they kind of let it rip loose with Justin Fields. So that being said, let's get into the wide receivers, somebody who may be able to catch a ball from Justin Fields someday. Possibly. And um hey, there is network. How you doing, buddy? Oh yeah. So we're getting into the 2021 Wide receivers, well, and, and well, we have to start off with Jamar Chase. Yeah, he, he didn't uh, didn't play this last season. Um, so what? How is he going to impress everybody? He, he's pretty friggin' impressive. Yeah, twenty nineteen. He he's so. smooth. He's quick. He's fluid. He's got great acceleration. He's got a big frame. He can go up and get that get the ball, and he knows how to come down with the ball when it's thrown behind him and all that stuff too. So he's got great awareness. He's got great speed. The one thing that 
puts a little thing in my eye is his route running does need a little bit of work. It's not bad. It's not gonna, I'm not going to say yeah. it's so bad to where he can't play. But it, it does make me want to see a little more in that uh, uh, aspect of things because – I love route running. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's we know. <laughs> what what else am I going to say? This is how I'm going to evaluate um, wide receivers in the draft this year. And I think there's a chance that just because he's got all of the other attributes, I mean, he literally has everything you want in a wide receiver except for the route running needs just a smidge bit of work. If that's going to halter him, I don't know how much I'm going to be high on it. Everybody else is going to be like, Jamal Case, Case, Chase, 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 Chase. They're going to be all over him. I don't know if I'm going to be all over him. He's got a lot of stuff. Plus, we didn't really get to see him play. Right. So, uh, here's the problem. I just want to see it, the pro day or something. <laughs> Give me something out of him so I can see if the route running is at least there because that's going to really make well, sure that you, I, I have You wanted better. to see a pro day. Well, there's a couple of stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamar Chase just ran a four three eight per the watch of one scout on the ground. Yep. So he wasn't seen as a huge burner before this, but he's still got it. Even oh, yeah. After sitting it out, it looks like he is keeping up with himself. Uh, he also had a forty one inch vertical and an eleven foot broad jump at his pro day. So, and he's got it. He's got it all. And. Some guy named Joe Burrow seems to be trying <laughs> to recruit the Bengals to take him at what the number four or five pick. I think they're at five, and somewhere uh, around there. I don't know. Yeah, that that seems a bit high, especially you know. Again, here's a PSA for everybody: there wasn't a lot of games played in college football this last year. Yep. Some people didn't play at all, like Jamar mm-hmm. Chase. Some guys got in eight or nine games, and that will help them, you know, be evaluated. And some guys are just going to get evaluated at the combine or their pro day. And it's going to different people and different scouts, different teams will take that information and some way more heavily on game tape and some way more heavily on the, the pro days. And, there's not going to be a great um, a great amount of information like normal years to That's make true. more educated guesses on these guys coming out in college. I mean, we just told you about Kevin White. That is your <laughs> reminder. Any one of these guys could be the next Kevin White, and any one of these guys could be the next Julio Jones. The thing with Kevin White, now obviously we're going off topic here a little bit because we're still talking about wide receivers, but with him – it wasn't about the route running or anything like that. Right. He had he was pretty decent solid route runner from what my recollection was. He just kept getting hurt. Yeah. I mean, he literally couldn't get on the field. And that's what was his his bugaboo, but hopefully none of these guys have that problem and we'll actually be able to see them come out there and we'll be like, "Okay, we evaluated him this way and it turned out to be exactly that way." Because with Kevin White, you're always like, "Well, if he's healthy, we get to see what he has the offer, yeah. but it never came out that way. It never, <laughs> never materialized. Oh, no. uh, but just for a reminder to everybody as well, Jamar Chase sophomore year, fourteen games, yeah. eighty-four catches, seventeen hundred and eighty yards, and twenty touchdowns. Mm-hmm. This guy can ball. He can, and, for sure. And he had Joe Burrow thrown to him. So yeah, oh yeah. 
that does have something to do with it. If ever, if you think that Joe Burrow is an amazing and just look at what soon to be look at jo- what Joe Burrow just did this last year, yep. and maybe that can. I mean, if he goes there, it makes sense to where he's probably going to get thrown the ball quite a bit. But if he goes somewhere that doesn't have a quarterback that throws the ball like Joe Burrow does, you never know what might happen. And the only thing that scares me on him is it doesn't scare me that much. It's just the route running. Everything else is he is probably the top talent, but I still want to see a little bit out of him before I think, you know, draft time, you know, sure. <laughs> because he has to put it all together and he, he didn't play last year. So we have to see something just not, oh, he reportedly had a four three, you know, that's fine. That's fast. And that's great. And I, and when it comes to speed, it doesn't really matter to me as much. I mean, it does matter in the NFL, especially if you're going to be somebody who's going around the corner to get down the field for a long bomb. But I want to see all the other things and put it all together. Yep. Got to have it all. If you're going to waste a high, high pick on a guy like yeah. this, because uh, it's not like the Bengals need a wide receiver. We all liked what we saw from T. Higgins last year, mm-hmm. and Tyler Boyd has been great, and A.J. A. Green was basically non-existent, so it didn't matter last year. So it's not like they're super in need of a wide receiver. They need an offensive lineman to protect Joe Burrow so he can get it to the wide receivers they already have, but you never know. Maybe they're just going to go for it with that hookup in college and draft a couple offensive linemen later, and hopefully they pan out. I don't know. I don't know that I could take a wide receiver with that high of a pick in today's NFL, but that's not for me to say, apparently. Um, (laughs) Let's move on to somebody who has been compared to Marvin Harrison. Yeah, that's some big shoes to fill. Desmond Howard compared Devontae Smith to (laughs) Marvin Harrison just the other day. Oh, Um, this guy, I'm telling you right now, this is, I'd rather have him. I'd rather have Smith for, well, obviously one huge reason. He is the best route runner yeah. in this draft by far. He he is so crisp on all of his routes. It's unbelievable. He has outstanding football instincts and awareness. Um, he quickly releases off the line of scrimmage, fires into his breaks. He is just outstanding at route running. I mean, he separates from defenders almost instantly. The guy is an amazing talent. Well, uh, when he when it comes to route running, he is beyond measure. His 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 uh, his hands are good. Everything seems just easy to him. It's nothing that you need to you know be concerned about. Uh, one one thing, he's not a great blocker. I'll say that. It doesn't bother me too much. He's kind of small. Uh, and he isn't super fast. All right. But again, fastness not that important when you are a route runner of his caliber. Yes, but network reminded me to get on my other page with the stats. You're kind of small. Oh yeah, is really it's- small. Six foot one. Yes, but only a hundred and seventy five ish pounds. This millennium. Only two receivers over six foot and under 180 pounds have been drafted. Snoop Minnis <laughs> and Paul Richardson. <laughs> what what's Robbie Anderson? He was, he's gotta be he's gotta be under 180. I don't know. Apparently not, unless he was an undrafted free agent, but No, I love this guy. It, yeah. it none of that really matters. As long as you can take the hit, get open. I mean, if you can, if you can't 
If you can't get open in this league, you're nothing. The guy is going to get open. He's going to be crisp on his routes. This is the guy I'm taking. And he's going to get annihilated. And that's fine as long as he holds on to the ball and doesn't get hurt. That's all that matters. He's going to be fantastic in this league. This is my guy right here. There's another guy later on that I will uh, that I will uh, talk about a little bit yeah, more. I about. got I got my guy from this draft. Uh, mm-hmm. He's coming up in. Uh, a couple players. The next one I want to talk about. Well, before, I just want to throw some uh, stats out there for Devontae Smith because, mm-hmm. holy crap, he played in 2020. Yep. He got 13 games in in 2020. And it's Bama. <sighs> so, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. It's, it's Bama. They way. probably just rolled over everybody because yeah. nobody wanted to play. But 117 catches in 13 games <laughs> for 1,856 yards and 23 touchdowns he also had a rushing touchdown you don't get them numbers without route running now i know it's alabama but they alabama had another wide receiver that we're going to talk about eventually i don't know where you're going for the next guy there we'll get there they have another guy this guy though to me is the guy i'd rather have for sure i am i am up in the air because of exactly what network was hinting at he is very small Uh, i mean he, he Desmond Howard was comparing him to Marvin Harrison. The article that I was reading, um, he couldn't come with a good comp for him because of his size, but the best he could do was a young Antonio Brown. I'm like, <laughs> those are amazing comps, but yes. I, I, I am holding off just a little bit. Nope. If the Eagles Not end me. up getting him at 12 or something, I'm going to be like, okay, I hope you're right, Tom. Oh, uh, I'll be right. As long, uh, again, if he gets hurt. It's the whole Kevin White thing. Yeah. You can't predict the injury. I mean, you can kind of with him because he's so small. Right. But, like, he's going to be fantastic if he stays healthy. Yep. If he is healthy, he's going to be amazing. We'll get there, Network. We'll get there. Um, next one I want to get to just because he seemed like he's getting better. And we could hope that his brother that is already in the NFL – can get to where we wanted him to, but I'm not holding my breath. But I'm talking about Amon Ra St. Brown from USC. <laughs> um, he is the brother of Equinamius St. Brown, and um, he's, he's, he's good, but I don't know how good he really is. Um, in 2019, he had 13 games, 77 catches, 1,000 yards, 6 touchdowns. That seems like you could fit in somewhere in the NFL. This last year, he had six games, 41 catches, 470 yards, seven touchdowns. So he was more uh, touchdown-worthy in 2020. But I don't know if he's going – he's definitely not going to be a day-one guy or anything like that. Most likely not, no. But he's somebody I like to root for. He's 6'1", 195 pounds, so he's got a little (laughs) bit better frame on him. But It's not that much better. (laughs) Come on. He doesn't, you know, have the top end speed, but he, he's pretty athletic and he's pretty quick. He's so explosive for sure. He can be, you know, and this guy is saying his hands are made of super glue. So <laughs> as long as you get it in his area, he'll be able to catch it. And I just wanted to throw that name out there because we had fun with Equinamius a couple of years back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe the Packers will, you know, take Amon Ross St. Brown somewhere in the draft. And <laughs> They'll have a couple St. Browns. You won't know who is uh, who's getting the touchdown. It's St. Brown. Which yes. one? It's uh, which Greek or mythical creature <laughs> named person has got the ball right now. Um, but anyway, now we will get uh, to my guy. 
Okay. Um, this guy is 6'2", 210. So he's got an even bigger frame. Mm-hmm. This guy in 2018 set school freshman records in receptions and receiving yards. And then in 2019, he won Big Ten Receiver of the Year and was named All-Big Ten First Teamer and Third Team All-American. He had 20.3 yards per catch on the season, was second in the Big Ten and eighth overall in the country. The tape that I have watched on this guy, he seems to be able to turn around a cornerback and just make them look silly. And I'm talking about Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. This is my guy. I hope I'm right for once because my guy um, didn't pan out last year, the year before, where it was um, the guy with the big hands and the big wingspan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I'm not. I'm not going to go into <laughs> specifics anyway. But this, he's definitely got a first round talent. But again, he only played five games this last year. Yep, 472 yards, only two touchdowns. So his stats this last year didn't pan out and the stats the year before were hey he's a big play guy 60 catches for 1200 yards and 11 touchdowns so if he's got the ball in his hands he's probably getting some big chunks of yardage what do you like i think well the best way for him to get the ball in his hands honestly this is my kind of prediction on him that he he is so quick off the ball and he is he's got such a first move separation right it doesn't matter that his route running isn't superb it's still it's fine i'm not saying it's bad but that first separation he he's open yep. almost every time so the guy has that going for him and that really means a lot because of that i think nfl scouts might not see him as a typical wide receiver and they might right. say we need him in the slot yeah he, if he's going to get open that quickly and on the inside move He's going to be extremely valuable, and I think that might be where he is has has that success. And he's not super fast, but it doesn't matter if you're going to have that type of first move to get off the ball. He's going to he's going to get open. He's going to get his. Yep, and then that's what I was. I should have been more clear. I wasn't saying he was um, putting a cornerbacks making them look foolish because of his route running per se, but yeah, just that first move mm-hmm. and then he can make a second move after that. Maybe it's not the route he's supposed to run, but that cornerback gets turned around oh, yeah. one way and yep. he's looking the wrong way. And we all know that NFL cornerbacks aren't going to be that bad all the time, <laughs> but I hope know. not. that would be, well, that would be fun and entertaining. It anyway. could be, it could be. Um, but yeah, that's my guy right now. That's who I'm keeping my eye on. I, I'm not sure how high he will go in the NFL draft. Um, and again, he's he's a Minnesota guy. It's not one of yeah. those schools that are known for their wide receivers. No, they're not. So, but they did get somebody here. Yes. And so it, it stands out. When they find somebody, it's like, oh, okay, they actually have somebody this time. Yep, yep. All right, now we're getting into the first of a couple uh, that I know Joe wants to hear about. <laughs> uh, always bet on a more, he says. And the first one that he wants us to bet on is Rondale Moore from Purdue. Now he's 5'8", 180 pounds, so a little bit bigger of a guy, shorter, but got a little bit more, you know, meat to him. And that's a good thing. He can withstand some, you know, punishment. Um, but he didn't play a lot the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. He um, missed the rest of 2019, uh, 
before injuring his hamstring his sophomore season and then eventually missing the rest of 19. He was off to not a great start, but he still can make some play. He is super fast, yeah, and he cuts really well. So he's got that to him. He's going to be a slot guy or that swing guy who takes the the wide receiver screens, you know, to the house, and they'll have to game plan specific types of routes for this guy. And uh, I believe he he was uh, a punt returner or something of that nature too. So if you're in a league like that and he ends up getting back on punts, he could be he could be dangerous yeah. in that part too. Yeah, he's fast. There's no doubt about it. He can be explosive at times. The only thing that I know it's stupid to say, but like I just don't trust Purdue. <laughs> I don't. I really don't at all. So any anybody that comes out of Purdue just kind of gives me a little anything. Really, Big Ten unless you're Ohio State. I don't really care that much about your wide receivers. Yeah. I don't know what that is. But uh yeah, he he's got he's got some good things to talk about. He really wasn't one of my guys that I was looking at um for this episode. I didn't know who you're gonna bring up and I yeah. knew that obviously before the game well before the game, before the uh, podcast started, you were talking about both Moors and I was like, All right, I'll have to look some stuff up yeah. about Rondell Moore. <laughs> That's not the one I was wanting to talk about, but yeah. No, we'll get to the other one. But yeah, Rondell Moore it, he, he can squat 600 pounds, so he, he's got some strength to him. Uh, and apparently... Uh, well, he's got some strength, but he's not super stout. And a lot no. of times what people are saying is that he kind of finishes the play by running out of bounds. So he doesn't he doesn't take that hit. He doesn't get down. And, you, know, so, you know, that great. reminds me of Marvin Harrison. <laughs> get down and get out. That was Marvin yeah. Harrison, but he did it for... It, <laughs> Hundreds and hundreds. That's why of Marvin times. Harrison was doing it for so long, That's and he right. also had some good quarterbacks throwing him the ball. So, yep. just saying. Um, apparently, Marshawn Lynch. Well, it's it. What we were just talking about is what makes him unique and capable of you know not only making guys miss, but to quote Marshawn Lynch, run through a mother's mm-hmm. face, and he he will. He'll try. Um, the biggest part about him is I see he's kind of got a lack of a route tree. So yeah, I, he will be utilized specifically. Special teams. Yeah. Um, yep. So always bet on a more, according to Joe. <laughs> but We got another know, more we can talk yes, about that temp- I'd be willing to bet a little more on. Temper expectations with Rondale <laughs> more. Um, now we're going to get to the other Bama guy. Okay. And I know that's Network's guy. He likes some Jalen Waddle, and I think a lot of people like some Jalen Waddle. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one of them. I'm not super high. I'd much rather have Devontae Smith, to be honest. If we're talking about Bama wide receiver, I'd go there. I understand you don't like the, the smallness of the guy, but uh, Waddle has uh, he's got speed. He's got speed. He does. Uh, well, we'll talk about that speed. That speed is fast. He is, is quick. It's weird, though. Because watching the video of him, the game tapes, he is, he's just flying by guys. But it doesn't look like he's moving that fast. He's got really long you know what strides, it and it just doesn't seem he, like he should be moving that quick. What it is, is he gets he gets to that top speed almost immediately. That's true. Immediately. His acceleration and his speed, if it's not close to 99 on Madden when that comes <laughs> out, I'm going to be upset. The guy is fast. His acceleration better be 99. If you if you watch yes. any film at all with this guy, it is 100% just boom, and he's out the gates. He is just that quick. 
And he could create separation on mediocre cornerbacks all day oh, yeah. because of that. But it's not going to be mediocre cornerbacks in the NFL. Now, he does have good route discipline, so it does make me feel a little bit better about the guy. Sure. But it's not, it's not the, the route running that I see out of Devontae Smith. I want to I want to see something like that, and that's going to give me goosebumps when I see that <laughs> kind of thing because it's just boom, you're open. But Waddle has everything you want, except it's just not as perfect as I'd want it to be. It's yeah. not superb. He is extremely fast and he's extremely quick. But for me, I want a little bit more. Yeah, there's the just guy. there's just something missing, and I'm not sure quite what that is. So I'm gonna keep my eyes on Jalen Waddle and and see if there's more tape I can watch or if I missed something maybe. Uh, and, and you know he did miss some time with an ankle injury, so yeah, you got to keep that in mind when drafting him. Um, and this article is saying, hey, if he did uh, chose to remain at Alabama for the upcoming season, he very possibly could be the first or second receiver drafted in the 2022 yeah. draft. Um, and, I, I, he's He's not a big guy either. No, he, what, he's 5'10", 182, yeah. so mm-hmm. he, he's not huge. But if what I've read on him, he gets taken down by the first defender a lot of times. That doesn't mean he's not going to get some yardage. It doesn't mean he's not going to get some catches or some touchdowns. It just means he's probably not going to get a bunch of yak. You know, <laughs> So he, he's the Zach Ertz of this <laughs> yeah. class of pass catchers. Gotcha. All right. Uh, let's move on to a guy who is much bigger. A guy out of Wake Forest, Sage Surratt. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm not sure I even know who that is. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I I, I was just going down the list, and he did not play in 2020. That may be why you didn't have him on your list. Um, In 2019, he had 66 catches in nine games for 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. So he's a big guy, 6'3", 215. He could be one of those, you know, red zone targets. Um, but in, in that was an injury shortened year in the nine games. So he didn't even get a full, a full season in, in 2019. So this is probably a guy that is more, you know, high risk, high reward, uh, kind of dude. Cause he did opt out of the 2020 mm-hmm. season, but he is, he, he has a lot to offer if he stayed up on his, game ready shape i guess i'll put it that way um, sounds i'm just reading some stuff on here it sounds like he he's large <laughs> he's really large yes. he's very sure-handed and that's a really good thing um he doesn't have a lot of speed almost seems like if he can block it all which i don't have any idea if he's a well it's a solid downfield blocker right yeah. here so they might end up trying to convert him into a tight end type of guy I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, doubt that somebody says, "You know what? You got everything where you like, but you're just not fast enough." Yeah, we need you to be a little faster. Just a little faster. I mean, speed is one of those things that you you never get enough of in the NFL. So yeah. you got to have it. I mean, it's not that important, but you have to have a. You have to be at least a little bit fast. Yes, for sure. So now let's get to the other LSU receiver. Terrace Marshall Jr., 6'4", 200 pounds. This is, he, he has got, like, not the perfect, but pretty darn close to, like, the perfect size of a wide receiver you want in the NFL. And had it not, you know, been for Jamar 
Chase's decision to opt out, he maybe not have looked as good as he did this last year. It was only seven games, but 48 catches, uh, 731 yards, and 10 touchdowns. The year before, he had 13 touchdowns on less catches. So he is definitely a an, an end zone threat. He can find it. Um, he's very got, got very good hands and, again, very precise route runner. So this is another one of the guys I expected you to be high on. Am I right? Oh, yeah, I love route running. I mean, absolutely. Uh, he's not one of the superb guys that I love. I mean, he's very good at route running. Um, if I have to, I'm going to, you know, go for somebody like this in, in my rookie drafts. And I sure. do have a couple that I uh, – I'm looking at because I have some I have some uh, <laughs> have some spots this year. Finally, mm. I I don't know what it is. I had to tank some of my players so that I could uh, get some draft picks. But uh, yeah, he's he definitely got good positives. And when it comes to the route running, obviously that is the big one for me. But he does uh, lack a little bit of a second gear. He he he's quick, he's fast, but he's not that you know superb fast that you want to see. Um, and that's fine. It's no big deal. But uh, he he takes his I hate saying it, but because it, sometimes it doesn't matter because you can anticipate things so well. Sure. But he takes his eye off the ball a lot, and that can cause issues in the NFL. Oh, it sure can. In in college, probably not too much because you're not getting hit immediately every time in college, especially if you're, if you're a good route runner. Right. But in the NFL, you're going to get hit. Yes, you are. And if you don't keep your eye on the ball, there's going to be a problem. So – that's just one little thing with him that I uh, that I noticed. I think that particular something is one of those skills that can be. Oh, I think taught. he can be taught that. Yeah, for sure. And, and that sure. if he's willing to. And trust work me, on the, it, the more times he gets hit and drops the ball, <laughs> he's going to get taught real quick. Yes, he's gonna he's gonna have to learn real quick. And this is one of the few guys. I think it was the only guy that, while I was watching film, I actually had a comp. And there was a few things out of him that made me think Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> okay. Now, I mean, early good, on, yes, Alshon the Jeffrey. good Alshon go. Jeffrey, okay. not recent Alshon Jeffrey, but because uh, there was a couple of times he went up and he caught a ball, you know, very contested balls, mm-hmm. and came down with it. So when he can get there and he does keep the his eyes on the ball. He makes catches. If you remember the Alshon Jeffrey touchdown in the Super Bowl for the Eagles, that's what I was seeing out of Terrace Marshall. So if, if he can do that in the NFL and he can get that his eyes right, then mm-hmm. I think he could be a very good NFL receiver. He will be one of those guys that may give you um, lots of frustration as far as fantasy goes because – He'll need the good matchups. Like, if he gets a lockdown corner on him, it's probably not going to be a good day for him. Mm, Yeah. I mean, it's not good for anybody to be on a lockdown corner. (laughs) But he's not one that I think is going to be able to shake somebody that good. He's a very good route runner, but a very good cornerback is going to be able to keep up with him. And I think that's just how it's going to go for Terrace Marshall. Uh, We don't see Joe Burrow clamoring to get him on the Bengals, but maybe that's who they'll settle with if they don't take Jamar Chase early on. Uh, We can move along to a North Carolina wide receiver. That's one that 
you don't see too much on too mm-hmm. uh, from North Carolina, but Diami Brown. I'm glad uh, you pronounced it. I was trying to think. It's like <laughs> I don't really want to watch all the tape to just get because a lot of times they just say Brown. Right. And it's like okay, I I want to know what the guy's first name is. And I was like Dynamite. 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 No, it's JJ <laughs> Walker Brown. Um, he is six one one ninety five. Uh, he tied a school record with twelve touchdowns in 2019, which. Again, goes to show you that there has not been a lot of amazing wide receivers to come out of North Carolina if 12 is the school right. record. Uh, but he was ranked nationally among yep. wide receivers, led the ACC with 20.3 yards per catch. So he's got that playmaking ability because he didn't have a lot of catches, 55 in 11 games. I mean, that's five a game, which is fine. It's not super impressive, but he turned that into almost 1,100 yards. And eight touchdowns. So he's he's definitely got some playmaking ability. I see the stats, and I immediately think Deshaun Jackson. I don't think that's what go. he is, but he's he's one of those guys that can track the ball well in the air like Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson just usually ends up outrunning everybody, and the quarterback's like, I got to throw it as far <laughs> as humanly possible, and he and Deshaun Jackson could track down a ball like that. I don't know that Deami Brown is going to be quite like that, but I think he could be a very exciting player in the NFL. Yeah, there's no doubt that the excitement there could be there for sure. If he can get his... Route running improved. Yeah. Then I would be more on board. But at this point. You're a broken record, Tom. At this point. (laughs) uh, The reason I'm a broken record is because you just got to look at the history. Yeah. But if he can improve on that, then, yes, I'll I'll be all all about the guy. But he's got extremely limited. And I say extremely limited route tree. (laughs) It is not. It's not where you want to be at this point. I'm not saying he can't run them routes well. It's just he needs to learn other routes. He just doesn't. He doesn't have the. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, repertoire, repertoire. I can't say words correctly. It just. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, <laughs> sure. He just doesn't have it all, and uh, when it comes to route tree, he needs to learn more of the routes. Yes. Learn more because right now he's he's okay at it, but he just needs to do better. Well, his career average depth of target. In all three seasons for North Carolina, was seventeen point one yards downfield. Yep, that's insane. Yep. For comparison, my guy Rashad Bateman <laughs> was the second highest, yeah. and that was three and a half yards less than Deami Brown. So take that for what it you will. It tells you a little something. It tells you a little bit of something. This again. Bad comparison overall, <laughs> but it m- reminded me of DK Metcalf. Oh in fact, my like gosh. he can't run routes. He's going to be terrible, but he's a good playmaker. Like just there's that. a difference. There's a big difference. Yeah. Yes, but that's what it reminded me of when it came to draft day. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know, DK Metcalf. I don't think he's really got what it takes. When you're a beast, yeah, it exactly. Doesn't matter. And it and doesn't you matter. and I both. We're like, DK Metcalf is oh, yeah. a beast, and yep. I wanted the Eagles to take him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> who'd we end up with? <laughs> J.J. Ortega. Oh, no. Side. There we go. There we go. Oh, so, boy. More disappointment from the Eagles <laughs> organization. Um, anyway, let's move along uh, to a guy out of Florida, Kadarius Tony. Oh, boy. 5'11", 194. Um, oh, boy. He's uh, an interesting one because for – Three seasons, he was pretty much a nobody, 
And then in 2020, he got his chance, and he had 70 catches for almost 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. What do you make of Tony? Watch this. Watch his tape. Yeah. Watch his tape. He is not just a fantastic route runner. It's just a different way of route running. It is. I mean, he he is just not the typical great route runner. He's got electricity. He's got elusiveness in his routes. I mean, he's just boom, 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 and all of a sudden he's beating somebody. I mean, that that clip right there that you're going to watch, yeah. is that the clip? Uh, you play that clip, you're going to yeah. be like, what the heck? I mean, obviously that cornerback sucks, but he just completely – Completely uh, juked him out. He was of, he's just gone. Ten yards away from the res, or the cornerback. Yeah, he dropped the he ball. He dropped the in ball. Now you don't. He's got great hands. He, he really does. He really has great hands. And that, that's that that drop in itself is just it's so astronomical. I think he didn't realize that he juked that. He was so he was so open. He got scared. <laughs> he that's did. what happened. But no, I'm very high on him in the draft, and I think a lot of people are going to push him down the, the list a little bit. And I'm again somebody else. I'm glad you said the name of because I can't. I can't say these people's names. I got you know. the last name just fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's just the first ones I can't do. But you know, he's going to be fantastic in the NFL. I really do think so, and I think he's going to surprise some people because he's. What are the two things you really want? Great route running, weird route running. The guy's electric. It yeah. really is awesome, and then great, fantastic hands. He doesn't drop the ball very often. Yep, it's just that he is. Not the stereotypical great route runner. It's, it's a weird it's way of doing it. It's yes. weird. He has his own way, and as long as he gets to a team where they don't want to correct him but just use what skills he has and let him do his thing and maybe like, okay, now try this and not just try and rework him. Like, you got to be a different – the NFL is mm-hmm. a different spot. You, you got to do a different way of – Whoever drafts know. this guy – needs to understand that he's different. You can't form. I mean, if he can form and still have that type of uh, elect- elusiveness to him, he he could be really fantastic. Yep. But when you're drafting somebody like this, you're going to be like, look at how interesting this guy is when it comes to route running. The, and then we're going to draft him based off of that. The pro- Don't draft him thinking you're going to fix him. The problem with him right now is we haven't seen him run routes from the outside. Yeah. And apparently we haven't seen much of him playing through contact. He saw only 10 contested catch opportunities his entire college career. Now you know that's why? either, well, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. It's yeah. either because he was so far away from the cornerback. Yes. Or they just didn't put him in situations where he had to do that. Maybe it was a zone blocking scheme. It could be a scheme, combo. You know, just things where there was a lot of zone played against them. And, you know, he finds the holes in the zone. I don't know, but it, it will be worth watching to see where he gets, you know, mm-hmm. if he gets drafted by somebody like Kansas City. Oh, no. And Patrick Mahomes. Oh, boy. Can anticipate the weird way this guy moves and find him and make a, a connection with him. That will be one deadly duo. It, you know, what's funny, though, is. I sit there and I think, oh, no, when it comes to this guy. But then when I think of all the other guys that we've talked about, a lot of them anyway, I'm like, Kansas City, oh, no. Like, <laughs> True. If I think True. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to make this guy amazing. Uh, like Rashad Bateman, that would be insane. Yeah. Uh, quick passes like that, boom, he's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what's going to be crazy. I mean, no matter who it is. When it comes to uh, Kansas City, you're going to be like, oh, no. True, true. <laughs> I just, I in my head, I paired 
the no-look, quick-pass, mm-hmm. weird way that Patrick Mahomes oh, yeah. can throw the ball with the weird route running of Kadarius Tony, And it just, like, man, there could be so many insane highlights if those yep. two got to play together. But we'll see where he gets It's drafted. about the anticipation. I think because True. what NFL quarterbacks are so used to is they're used to a guy being at a certain point at a certain time. Right. And if this is going to it could be a downfall of his. And that might be why they do in the NFL try to make his route running a little bit different because he's not going to get to that point maybe perfectly. I don't know. Yeah. I, we'll have to we'll see what happens, I guess, and maybe he'll watch a little bit more tape because all I've seen is the ones where he's just completely yes. annihilating people. <laughs> yep, uh, I will be... I will be... <laughs> I don't even know how to put this. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how high he gets drafted yeah. and where he gets drafted. Cause if he gets drafted like super high, like, you know, a day two, like fairly mm-hmm. high pick, you know, like a T Higgins, but you were saying T Higgins was a first round. I thought he was first round last caliber, year. but the only problem with him was he was hurt. Right. Exactly. So if he goes somewhere in day two, when most people are thinking he was going to go, you know, maybe day three, yep. somebody has got a plan for this guy. Oh yeah, 100%. And I'm very excited to see what that'll be. Uh, I got a couple more. Um, sure. If you've got any more, you just let I me know. I think I only got one. I'm going to scroll through my list. Well, we haven't gotten to the other more. Oh, yes. Yeah, so saving him for last. We have to do that. At least on my list. Uh, <laughs> the one before him is Amari Rogers from Clemson. Okay. Uh, 5'10", 210. So not super tall, but he's got some beef to him. Um, they lost their top two receivers a season ago, so he took on a much larger role with Clemson in 2020. He's played a lot of games. He played four years at Clemson, 12, 15, 13, and 12 games. So he has played a ton. I love that. I love that. It, it does seem like a good thing, but his stats are just kind of mediocre for the most part yep. until – he got to be the guy. So 77 catches, 1,020 yards, and seven touchdowns. Not the greatest stats in the world. Good, but nothing like eye-popping. So with him, it's going to be more about situational play, I think. And he was also a pretty good return guy. So if yes. he can yes. be back there and be electrifying for uh, an NFL team, it may not translate into all your fantasy football drafts because not everybody gets uh, points for punt return yards and things like that. But I, I think he's got a shot to fit in on a team that needs both a decent wide receiver and a good punt returner. He's another guy. Well, the punt returning and the kick returning and all that is something you want to look for, like the flag league and, what, and whatnot. Sure. But when it comes to fantasy football, most people don't have that in their leagues. But he's another guy that fires into his routes really quick. And kind of like uh, Bateman where he's just – boom, that first cut, and he's open, you know. So I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more out of him because it just you have to have more than just that one year where he actually was right. the guy. I want to see more, uh, and I don't know where he's going to be drafted. I don't know how late it's going to be. I am not super high on him, but I wouldn't. Uh, he could change my mind for sure, for sure. He, he at least has the Clemson pedigree. Uh, yeah. You know, they've been a really good football team for the last uh, how many years now, so – if somebody takes that into account in their their scouting process, then he may go higher than he normally should have. But somebody like him's a, a slot receiver type of person, in yep. my view. 
Yeah, he doesn't have a ton of you know yards after the catch, so it's going to be another mm-hmm. okay. Well, he gets taken down. Quick, you get the quickly. first down, and that's exactly what we needed you to do. Yep. So yep. don't expect a lot of you know big plays out of a guy like Amari Rogers. And our last wide receiver of the day is the other more. So <laughs> if you're going to bet on a more, I'm guessing Tom's betting on this more. If I'm going to bet on a more, it would be him because. He's really good at playing the slot position. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about NFL, he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. He's already ready to go from the slot position, and that's right there is all you really have to say. I mean, it really. I mean, if he if he's done me that good in the slot, put him in there. Give me the few yards. That's all I need. I mean, you have somebody like, and I hate to compare him to this because <laughs> he's not this at all, but you compare somebody to like Berrios from the Jets, nah. and the guy – it's weird. You see Barrios, and he's so short. Yeah, yeah like, he's really short. He's really short, but he's just he's really good, and he's good at the slot. Yep. Elijah Moore, he's a he's fantastic slot receiver. Um, he does have a uh, ideal slot skill set. Yeah. That, I don't know that, what else to say. Slot. It's pretty much, yeah, he slot. is the slot guy of yep. this draft. It's like that's exactly what you're looking for not a guy who's gonna move around to the outside and inside and you know jet sweeps and who knows what not you know this might not be who you're looking for but if you were looking for exactly a slot receiver you've got your outside cover and you got this here's, guy in there here's a jet that i can compare him to okay wayne corbett okay that's wayne corbett that's not a bad comparison uh, he can he can take the hits that's what i remember right. out of wayne corbett elijah moore just saying. Okay. I, I, I'm not saying he's <laughs> super high on my list, but if the Jets picked him up, I'd have no problem. The problem is we do have Crowder, and he's a good slot guy too. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't see the Jets drafting no, no, a no. wide receiver no, 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 as no. high as Elijah Moore will probably go, but he will go somewhere, and he will find a home, and you know maybe he'll be like the next like Wes Welker type player mm-hmm. where you know what to expect out of him. Yep. He's just a speedy little dude just running around. You know, <laughs> catching, you know, 86 balls, which was a uh, school record, I believe. Um, 1,193 yards and eight touchdowns. I mean, that that is a really good year if you're talking fantasy numbers. So if he can give you anywhere close to that in the NFL, maybe not immediately. Yeah. Because um, if you're just a slot guy, maybe you're not on the field as much as you would normally be. But if he can make a name in the slot for a team, they're probably going to start running more three wide receiver sets. Who knows? Yep. Um, I have so, another guy that I want to talk okay. about. Okay. Who's that? Um, Austin Watkins. Okay. I don't know if you have him on your list or anywhere close, but he's got great hands. Um, and some, a lot of people say he's probably got the best hands in the draft. Hey. So that's something. That I mean, is something. You, want, you want good hands, but when you have the best hands in the draft, all right. Is route running isn't perfect. I know mean, that's something I'm going to stress, mm-hmm. but that is something that if he can work on and you know get that touted out, he's going to be good. He's going to be really good. He's he's fast. He's got great ball skills. He's physical. Um, he's a chance to develop into a great wide receiver. And this is more of a developed kind of guy oh, in my sure, opinion for sure. because of the hands and the route running still not perfect. If he can get all that put together. He could be a really good wide receiver in the NFL, and I think that translates into something in years to come. Maybe not so much this year, but if you're in a dynasty or something like that and you have a taxi squad you can put this guy yes, in, I would sure. 100% do that. Yeah, he, he's going to be a late draft pick in yeah. the NFL. He is definitely a guy that has a certain 
skill set, but he went to UAB. Yeah, that's... and he was—he's just the third player in program history to have over a thousand yards in a season, <laughs> and he joins Roddy White on that list. That's so crazy. if he can be anywhere near Roddy White, oh, yeah. he's yeah. gonna be a good wide receiver in the NFL. And, and he is very good after the catch at breaking tackles. Facing contact. I think you, you mentioned his physicality. So that's what I would look for in a guy like Austin Watkins. Yeah, absolutely. When you got all them kind of abilities, all you got to do is, you know, make the route running a little better. I mean, this guy could be really well. It could be really, really well in the NFL. Uh, I think I'm going to. Route running. I'm going to make a record route. scratch running sound every time you say every time i say route running we're talking about wide receivers just take a drink yep there yep. you go uh, if only there were alcohol in the house right now <laughs> if you're listening uh replay the episode um and every time tom says route running ability, I'll, I'll change it up root 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 running root running root running uh, okay, well, uh, that is going to do it for our wide receivers uh, upcoming in the 2021 draft. Uh, we will probably talk about the running backs next week, and then um, we'll probably toss the quarterbacks and tight ends into the same one because uh, oh, so not a lot of stuff to talk quarterbacks about really fine, there. Yeah. Tight ends, I, I, mean, just, I don't even care. We've got one good one this yeah, year that I, we can I, talk other about. Other than that, so. I just don't care. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make it a uh, smorgasbord episode <laughs> when it gets to there. But uh, listen for the running backs next week. We always... In rookie fantasy drafts, we're always, we think there are some people that are just so stuck on, I got to get a running back in the first round that maybe you pass up on a good wide receiver. Mm. And we'll find some next week that we will tell you, hey, it's okay. If you're late in the first round, you don't have to take a running back. I mean, mm. unless you have none on your roster. Mm -hmm. And you think that you're one running back away from, you know, making the Super Bowl in your fantasy league, maybe it'd be okay. But <laughs> there have been a lot of stretches over the years. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll discuss a couple of those that I can remember, you know, like Bishop Sankey. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. That is, that's not a good memory for a lot of people. <laughs> so, yeah. That'll do it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on Twitch. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we'll be back with running backs next week. So uh, don't forget to stay fueled up this offseason. <laughs>